0: the rise of virtual influencers, which of course is just like computer-generated personalities that you know actively participate on social media. Um, this whole space, I think, has seen a really unprecedented growth with the digital human economy projected to go from about, um, I-, I think, by 2035, it's supposed to hit $125 billion. That's according to Gartner's estimations. Um, and a lot of companies right now are trying to capitalize on this trend. So Of course, then we have the whole world of AI image generators like MidJourney and Stable Diffusion, which have simplified the creation of these kind of virtual influencers. I've seen so many of these accounts on Instagram and Twitter lately. Um, 1337, which is a startup named after a term which was popular in the 80s gaming and hacker culture, has stepped into the scene. It just has uh, received almost $4 million. It just came out of stealth. And 1337 essentially is kind of pioneering the realm of AI-driven micro-influencers. So these essentially are niche content creators with hyper-focused interests, including, you know, gardening or emo music or uh, vintage fashion. And, you know, you could have an influencer for classical literature, right? So they're just like really specialized kind of areas. So while AI is definitely at the forefront of these creations, the company also encourages users to have a say in shaping these influencers, which is kind of an interesting concept. So Jenny Deering, who's the co-founder and CEO of 1337 recently said, quote, in a world oversaturated with influencers who are often either too commercial or too impersonal, 1337 introduces diverse AI driven entities that engage users in entirely new dynamic ways. So these AI personalities, which are called entities, um, that's just what 1337 calls them, Come with some really intricate backstories and detailed personas. An example is Daria, who's like a music blogger they've created with, she has like kind of a, a strong inclination towards emo culture. Um, and then she's got like some, you know, unique backgrounds. I think these entities are not limited to just Instagram. They have LinkedIn profiles, public Spotify playlists, and uh, the capacity, the capability to essentially interact with their followers. Now, this is why I think this is important. It's so interesting that, like, l- last year's problem or last month's problem, all of a sudden, it's like, is it a feature or a bug? So, of course, for the last year, we've been hearing a lot of different platforms. But I think Twitter is the most vocal about it because Elon Musk talking about the bots on the platform. And I think a lot of people have, you know, struggled with bots on the platform, which is just fake accounts, fake entities, fake people. Um, during the last election cycle, this was something that was brought up a lot, I think, um. Essentially, there was just like fake accounts, fake influencers, and then they would, you know, have a right, a right-wing ideologies or left-wing ideologies, and uh, they would kind of try to convince people to vote one way or another. They'd share news that that agreed with that, and they were they're were like fake people. And I think the reason why these fake kind of influencer accounts are popular is because um, if you're trying to sway public opinion, this is my opinion on this all. But if you're trying to sway public opinion and you're just one influencer, you only get so much reach. But if you make 20, 30, 100, 2,000 of these accounts, um, some of them naturally are going to gain traction, your reach is going to be way bigger, and you can pretty much infinitely scale your impact, your reach, they can go comment with things like chat GPT. Now, you could hook chat GPT up to one of these, which I think essentially they do, uh, like tie them into Twitter and have it go find all the content that's out there, whether it's like for your ideology or against your ideology, whether that's uh, you know government or it's like in a specific industry maybe you're like a concrete manufacturer and you want um, a specific type of concrete to be more popular you can think of like uh, Nikola Tesla or Thomas Edison's you know the fight of like alternating current or direct current they had all these like big publicity stunts they did uh, back in the day where they would like you know electrocute an elephant to death to prove that one of these electricities uh, forms electrical you know systems was unsafe well, that's what you did back in the day. You electrocute an elephant to death and put it on the front of the New York Times and that's how you proved that you were the superior electrical method. Today, a concrete company or an electrical company or someone else, they could just make a bunch of fake influencers, go on Twitter and anyone else, people are talking about like a specific topic that relates to their industry and have ChatGPT automatically um, put comments that you know strengthen their side, their narrative, uh, whatever. So essentially it's like public perception, public... Um, you know, uh, you're trying to sway what the public believes in. And so this has been a big problem for a long time. Like this is, we call this bot armies or troll armies, if it's saying something you don't like, right? But all of a sudden now there's companies that are making these quote unquote entities. And uh, it's, you know, we're talking about how this is awesome. People are going to follow them like it's a good thing. So I don't know. To me, that's what I think is funny. Um, what's interesting here is it talks about like they have LinkedIn profiles. That feels like weird to me because LinkedIn is, you know, typically supposed to be a place like okay, I've definitely gotten a lot of LinkedIn spam from like fake accounts that are pretending to be a person then trying to like sell me stuff in my messages. That's just annoying. Um, but like they're saying this is a good thing. Right. And it's kind of something I'd expect more with like a platform like Instagram. There's tons of fake accounts or just like fan pages or random pages. But LinkedIn is not supposed to be for that. LinkedIn is really supposed to be like actual humans, actual people with actual job descriptions. So that seems like weird to me. Um, public Spotify playlists why do they do this because you can uh, for those that don't know I have a big background in Spotify I have I have tons of content on Spotify I've produced um, and I have worked in the industry for a long time I still make a decent amount of money month to month from content I have there so I know this industry really well the reason why they bring up the fact that they have public Spotify playlists is because Essentially what you can do, it's actually a whole business where you can create a Spotify playlist, try to get like 50,000 people that follow your playlist, and it's all about like some sort of specific topic, Um, you know, like punk music, rock music, you get 100,000 people to follow and listen to that playlist, and then you can get artists to pay you to drop your song into that playlist, um, because essentially if it's in the playlist, they know there's 100,000 people that listen to this every month, they're going to probably get 100,000 or more plays of people listening to this playlist, so... It's like they're obviously monetizing this in real ways. Um, It just seems weird to me. Honestly, a lot of this seems quite sketchy. In any case, um, they're kind of emphasizing that their approach is going beyond just basic chatbot interactions with these, like, fake influencers. They said, quote, We're crafting entities that evolve with the niche communities, adapting to the rapidly changing digital landscape. Um, They're going to launch all of these in January, I think, so get ready for the bot army nation to take over the internet oh my gosh just think about like a hundred thousand ai influencers with their own like going on youtube videos commenting going on twitter commenting going on every social media platform commenting whatever they want trying to build their little audiences Ugh, something about that is not a uh, not my vibe but in any case i think this is a really these they're definitely intriguing these ai personas are essentially a result of a collaboration between um 1337's founding team um they use gpt4 for, for all the written content Midjourney is what they use for all the art so like pictures of the influencer is it going to be generated on mid-journey um and then they have some of their own in-house solutions robin raska who's a co-founder um kind of talked about the whole process and mentioned that their focus is on maintaining consistent facial features for their virtual entities yeah no doubt this is exactly what you do making a fake influencer you want them every picture to look the same it's actually one of the biggest struggles so I'll give it to them that that's not actually easy um, mid-journey is essentially like mid is made in a way and I know this too because um, I've talked with and a lot of people that have done like uh, illustrated books for example illustrated kids books and one of the biggest problems is when you use Midjourney to create all of the graphics or illustrations for a kids book the hardest part is like from page to page making it have the same kid because you can give it a prompt it's like you know, young kid playing with airplane, um, in forest with the sun in the sky. Kid is happy with black hair, brown eyes, uh, four years old girl. Like you could say that, but when you, but it will generate two completely looking four-year-old girls, um, in this in the situation, but depending on like, you know, okay, now the girl is like going on the playground or whatever. Right. And so, uh mid journey just generates a different person it's really hard to get it to be the exact same person so this is i think one of the things that uh they're focusing on now there are a handful of tricks and things you can do um if you if you get it to generate an image in certain styles um then it has kind of like a smaller scope i think this is my thesis on why this works is it has a smaller scope of content that feeds into the ai model right so for example um if you ask it for a very specific type of style the the ai the you know gpt4 or or uh, sorry, Dolly 3, or Midjourney was only trained on like a handful of images in that style, and all of those images had like the same character in them. So sometimes that makes it easier if you find a, like a unique style to get the same person. In any case, this is the problem that um they're they're fighting with here, and I've seen this issue on some of these bot accounts where it's like a bunch of, it's like an influencer account, but it's like AI, and it's like, yeah, it's like a very similar dude with brown hair and a chiseled chin, but it's like not the exact same guy, so this is what they're fighting with here. Um, for users looking to kind of co-create with an, with, uh, an entity, 1337 offers kind of an interactive platform th- through this. So through their Discord chat, you can prompt a caption and a series of photos um, and you essentially kind of create these entities that uh, they have plans to roll out revenue sharing models for super creators. And they're also teasing an upcoming feature. Um, I think they have some like uh, enabling these entities to produce podcasts and videos. And this is set to launch in the first half of 2024. So I've done this as well. I've created a ton of AI created podcasts. Uh, Last summer, I just did a project and created probably 10 to 20 different AI podcasts. And some of them were really successful. Like multiple of them had over 100,000 listens on them. Um, My strategy with that was that I kind of used that to grow an audience, then I would get a real person to take over the podcast. I just gave my friends a bunch of podcasts, to be honest, um, and had them kind of take them over. Um, This podcast that I'm running now, I used sort of a similar strategy to this. When I first launched it, I actually created three AI recorded podcasts. So ChatGPT just wrote them and then I had like an AI voice read it and I posted them on the podcast and I was just testing to see if like this, the topic of AI and ChatGPT would get traction. I posted those episodes and then like a week later, the episodes organically got a bunch of listens and they didn't have a very good watch rate or like listen rate. People didn't listen to the whole episodes because it's an AI voice and it wasn't that good, but it showed me and it validated the idea that there was a lot of people interested in the Because I had like, I don't know, maybe like a thousand people watch those in a week or something. So I was like, okay, this is a popular area. Deleted the AI ones, just took it over with myself talking about all this kind of content and everything happening in AI. And it's been a phenomenally successful podcast, over a million listens. Um, But, you know, I I do see like, you know, I I can't call the kettle too black because I've used all of these strategies that they're using. It's just I usually use it as like a launch pad or a starting point. And they're literally trying to make like an AI human that can make podcasts and generate revenue from them. And uh, I don't know. I just think it gets... I just worry this whole thing gets to a very spammy point where the whole internet's full of all these fake influencers and I don't want to sit there in a Discord chatting with like 10 AI influencers that's just chat GBT. I don't know. It seems like a, a depressing world. If nothing else, we need to have disclaimers on all of these influencers um, so we know kind of like hashtag ad on like whenever an influ- a real influencer is like featuring a product, they need to have hashtag AI so we know that this isn't a real person because right now it's like they have the problem with the faces and like you can just tell it's an AI image because it's not like super, super realistic. But like eventually these things will look perfect. Like a real human, it's going to look exactly like a person. Every picture will be the same. They'll have videos of them talking and moving and doing stuff. So I think it just gets to a point where people would like to know if they're talking to a chat GPT or a real human. Um, and yeah, it's kind of funny. I think it, uh, people call this really innovative. I worry it's really spammy. I mean, sure they they say this is like cool but think of all like the bad actors that use this china is gonna love it russia is gonna love it north korea is gonna love it um crypto scammers are gonna love it like you could just there's so many so many ridiculous parts about this so i think this is definitely an interesting company to follow it's a very interesting um area it has a lot of implications for ai i'll keep you updated on all of it but definitely an interesting story